kind of screwing this up. <laughs> is something is something happening? Yeah. Is something supposed to be happening? No, I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I don't even care. That's our intro for this week. It's our All Halloween. Right. It's well, our well, Halloween episode. <laughs> welcome to the show. I think, did you just did you just push somebody off your porch or off yeah. the off the building? <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to play some spooky music I found. Hopefully it's royalty free. Um but uh yeah, no, so I I didn't want to start out with our traditional, you know, regular everyday intro. It's Halloween, right. man. Yeah. Actually, when this comes out, Halloween is officially tomorrow. Um when this comes out. So, you uh you going to any Halloween parties or anything? We I don't know if I don't know if like I don't think my wife and I are going to any like Halloween parties, you know, like what what you would traditionally call an adult party or whatever. Uh, we are taking a whole bunch, like the 31st, the actual day of trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. We are definitely walking around our neighborhood with my sister and her kids and my neighbor's kids, my neighbors and neighbors. And I'm sure we'll be towing. Some of us will be dressed up, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I'm sure we'll, we'll be towing uh, some some adult beverages with us. So oh, yeah, is yeah. that a part? Is that a party? Eh, probably not. Are we still going to have fun? Yeah. 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 Sounds like fun. Yeah. We are going to a, uh, a friend's Halloween party. Uh, we went to last year. It's pretty fun. Um, everybody just dresses up and hang out for a little while. You know, it's weird about Halloween parties. Uh, uh, besides all the costumes. Well, yeah. I mean, that's obviously like the big part of it, you know, with Halloween, but uh, I, I feel like once you show up in your costume and you're in, you know, character, yeah. For, I don't know, call it maybe like a half an hour. Everybody starts peeling parts of their costume off. Yeah. And they're like kind of over it by that point. And especially if you have like some kind of mask on. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. You're not wearing that shit all night. No. So my friend Justin and I were talking about it. And I was like, it is kind of weird that, you know, sometimes costumes can get expensive when you start adding up all the little, you know, parts and pieces yeah. you need for it. For sure. You know, call it like maybe like a, you know, 7,500 bucks you might drop on, on, a, on a costume that you're literally going to wear. For like a half an hour, just just because it's tradition. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's fun. I'm not saying we're not going to do it, but uh, then you just throw all the stuff in a bag and never look at it again. Yeah. That's oh, that we have, and I'm sh like I'm sure many people and families do that. There's a box downstairs in our storage area that is just filled with old costumes. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. They don't do you don't do anything with them, you know. But I, I think like kids' costumes are you know easier to deal with as far as the you know yeah financial part of it so like they're 20 30 bucks like they're not that expensive yeah most of them you know i think like uh what's, what's the spirit halloween you know they have such an arrangement and, and variety yeah. of uh of costumes to pick from for kids and like i said i think they're like you know maybe 20 or 30 bucks you know you'd probably know a little better probably recently buying some yeah i mean they some of them you know what's weird about that is that those the prices of costumes especially for kids has definitely gone up the last few years you're well, like everything uh, else. we were yeah like everything else but mm -hmm. like but it's almost doubled in in a way because i when we were looking at costumes for our kids no joke we were looking at stuff that was some of some of the costumes were like 40 or 50 dollars no kidding okay and, and this is not something that was like oh this is elaborate and it's got like a you witch know, it's costume. got all these pieces, right? Yeah, like this is like a yeah, this is like a wrapped up witch costume, and it comes with like a like a broom or something, you know, or or, or a pointy hat. Yeah, it's it, all like the it's so cheaply made. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the the markup has to be quite impressive, you would think. Oh, the margin on those <laughs> yeah. things now. 
Now, of course, if you're a company that only really has one seasonal, like if you make Halloween costumes, you own a Halloween costume making company. I mean, your margin probably has to be high enough. You got to cover your expenses the rest of the year. All right, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But still, but still, you're right. They are. It's not like you're buying, uh, you know, a wool sweater or not a wool sweater, but like, like, a, like a nice sweater or something. Right. Yeah. I actually saw something on, I think it was YouTube. Maybe it was the how, how, how much money does uh, Halloween, uh, like the revenue, I guess you want to call it. Um, yeah. You know, how much does it generate in a season? I think it said uh, between costumes, you know, uh, decorations, candy, even it's a, it's a $6 billion industry. Wow. Six I mean, that's, billion. that's pretty impressive number. I mean, right. Cause you have to add in all the candy and the costumes and all, and all the various other revenue generating activities that go on. Yeah. The, uh, have you, did you buy candy like to hand out this year? Oh yeah. 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 We, um, we're actually, we, what we do is we, we, we package it all up into little individual bags and we leave the table on the driveway. Oh, okay. Kind of like, you know, the honor system. Yeah. Cause I, we, we want to go out with the kids, right? None of us want, neither of us wants to stay behind. Right. Yeah. And most of the time the kids are with their parents. So, you know, they're not just going to pillage your table for all the candy. It's never happened. And right. you know what? What's funny about that is that when we get back to the table, if we have any left, we're always like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we don't even want it left. We take it, take two. Like, yeah, like I'll take like a bag, you know, like it, it, it was always kind of one of the things like, yeah, you'd have all this candy left over. Yeah. And like, you know, for like a, a day or two, you kind of like nip at it, but then you're over it. Like, I don't, I don't want the candy anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It yeah. was, it was like, okay, I've eaten so much trick-or-treating candy or candy just from around the the entire week of halloween that i just can't eat another piece yeah the uh the price of candy has also gone up uh like you said as as the costumes have as well but dude i bought a bag of candy for the house we like to put some out just for you know companies stops in like hey we got candy out it was like 25 dollars for a bag of candy yeah it's it wasn't a small bag like i don't remember being that expensive i thought it was like 14 15 bucks Imagine buying that stuff individually now. Oh, you yeah. know, it's even worse. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, we don't need to keep chatting about the candy. But uh, a couple things, though, that we are going to do this episode. Uh, I suppose we got to tell everybody, huh? Uh, I, I guess. You I guess. you found the origin of Halloween. Which yep. We're just going gonna to go through that. I don't even want to guess <laughs> what it might be. Oh, and by the way, we are skipping our last um, you know, grade 12 this week, since it is our Halloween. So we'll, we'll continue that next episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So origin Halloween. And I found a list from uh, rotten tomatoes, the top 10 horror movies of all time. Dun, dun, dun. And, uh, I also found a, a list of, uh, the most haunt, like real haunted places, the haunted houses. Okay. I hate haunted houses. Uh, yeah. I'll jump scares. Yeah. The most like legit, haunted places you can visit in pennsylvania well hold now you say you say legit haunted places i think legit in air quotes op- <laughs> yeah the <laughs> operative word there is is legit but uh i i think your point is is that it's not like a it's not a made-up factory of of, of jump know, scares, jump scares no, no, no. And, and, and things like that right it's an actual what people would consider right a yes. haunted location or a haunted building or a haunted basement mm-hmm. yep so i got that list too so i guess if you're a uh you know if you're one of them you know like a you know paranormal you know haunted like location person you love seeing that kind of stuff we're trying to you yeah. know ghost hunt uh maybe there's a place on this list uh, for you 
So there you go. Actually, uh, one one little thing though, I thought we'd talk about real quick before we get into everything. The uh, the Wilhelm scream, Joe. You're yeah. fam- you're familiar. I if you I am familiar with it, but when you say the Wilhelm scream, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many of our listeners attach that to an actual you know an actual action or thing. Well, we play it all the time on the show. We do, and this is we it do. right here. <laughs> I thought we talked. We actually, you and I were playing some games last night. We thought it'd be interesting if we actually. Uh, just gave a quick, you know, two minute background on this. Yeah, uh, it is. It's interesting because it's been used in so many movies, TV shows over the years, and thousands, oh, thousands of media, uh, thousands of media properties. Yeah, and and once you hear it, you can't not hear it when it's in a show. Right. Like I'll literally be watching a movie and somebody get thrown off a building, and you'll hear you'll hear that. And I'll stop. Yeah. I'll stop doing that. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's gonna hear it now, though. You do. You pick it out, like Adam. And I'll pause it, rewind it. I'm like, I just heard the Wilhelm scream. I'll rewind it and listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, yep. But the reason everybody uses it, and actually, before I even get to that, uh, it originated the the first time it was ever done uh, was the actual like set like dude recorded it, and I I watched a, a video on the background. This was it was pretty fascinating. Okay. They were talking about a scene that was coming up in a movie they were filming in 1951 called Distant Drums. And there was a character in the movie who was to be eaten by an alligator as they were crossing a creek on horses. Okay. And he, uh, or no, I think they were, no, they weren't on horses. My my bad. Uh, Anyway, they they were crossing a creek and they were discussing how he was going to scream as he was pulled under. Okay. And he went through about five or six different kinds of screams. <laughs> and when he, he landed on this one, but he kept going, did a couple more versions of it. And as they went back and, and listened to the, the screams again, they decided that this particular one, I'll do it one more time for everybody, <coughs> was the best one. So when he got pulled, pulled in by the croc in the movie, they played this sound. It was not famous from that movie. The movie that it became famous from was in 1953, only two years later. Oh, okay, okay. It was called The Charge at Fellow River. A private uh, who was on the back of a horse uh, named Private Wilhelm was shot in the leg with an arrow, and they used the sound effect from Distant Drums. Oh, okay. But it became like synonymous with this movie that reused the sound effect, hence calling it the Wilhelm scream. And it, it just, dude, it, it went through such, it, it, it's like public domain scream. So, well, yeah. And so nobody owns it. So this is really interesting because I think that most people, and I was just talking about this with our friends the other day. I think most people think that the first usage was, was, was from, was the, from the cowboy movie, right? The right. Charge at Feather Feather River. Correct, yeah. But it was from a movie so, two years prior. It actually came prior to that. So then what happened with the sound clip? And did, did the sound clip end up in the public domain? And yeah. that's why it's everywhere? Anybody can use it because it's it's free to use. You can just use it. It's and, in the public, right. It's in the, it's in the public domain. The copyright on it has expired years ago. I, I don't assume. think there ever was a copyright on it. I mean, maybe, maybe every Because like, every, like... Shortly after that movie came out, unless the copyright was like one year, like I don't know, but 
Uh, dude, it's been in so many films. I just wanted to go through maybe like some notable ones here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been in like, I think they've used it in every Star Wars film. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen it in many of the Star Wars films. Yeah. The, fact, the popular when one I was, was younger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, I would say when I was younger, that was probably the place where I saw it the most. Yeah. In, in the, uh, yeah, in the Star Wars films. Yeah. Uh, when Luke shot, when they were in that, uh, in the Death Star and he shot a couple of the stormtroopers off that one ledge. And, yep. and he falls down that huge hole. Yeah, they use it right there, and and in so many other places, they shot one uh, in the third movie where he fell into that like big sand creature thing. Sarlacc pit, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. You know, Wilhelm screamed on the way in. Uh, but no, it's been like Indiana Jones movies, Poltergeist, Howard the Duck, Spaceballs. I think it's been like a Gremlins movie. Batman movies have used it. Uh, there's so many on this list. I'm not going to go through uh, all of them. But uh, yeah, dude. It, like I said, once you hear it, yep, you can't unhear it. Like it's it is everywhere. Spider Man movies, Lord of the Rings movies, uh, they they just slip it in anywhere. And the reason that they use it, like I said, one, it's free, uh, it's easy. But I think that was the original choice to use it. But it sort of became like a tip of the hat or like almost a joke in a way. Yeah, it's kind of at this point, it's kind of like an inside Hollywood joke at this point. It's like, can you find the Wilhelm scream in this movie? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people will just slip it in somewhere. They use it in Toy Story when one of the characters got like knocked out of a window. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So it's it's everywhere. And now it's just funny to everybody to to like you said, try and find that spot to to slip it in somewhere. <laughs> well, now you've done it. Now you've done it because all of our listeners, the next action or scary or whatever it doesn't even have to be those two just anywhere in the movie you never know when you're going to see hear the wilhelm scream pop up and now people are going to be listening for it i hope so (laughs) (laughs) you're probably tired of hearing me push that button but anyway all right we we need to we need to do a video a silent video where we're going through action poses and the only thing that we put into the video is the wilhelm scream okay (laughs) sign me up that'd be fun uh, so yeah, let's jump into the origin of Halloween, man. Since this is our, uh, yeah. you know, Halloween episode. So where, where did it actually come from? So let, let's hear it. Yeah. yeah. So the, if you go way back, the origins are. It's actually an ancient. See, I I actually kind of had a misnomer to this. I thought it was like a kind of like a Catholic Church thing. But like most things, the Catholic Church sneaks their way into it later on in the story. But the actual roots mm-hmm. of Halloween come from a Celtic festival pronounced Sawin. And it's really weird how it's spelled, though. It's spelled, the Celtic festival was, was, is spelled S-A-M-H-I, or H-A-I-N, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Sawin. Um, Sawin, but it's pronounced Sawin because, right, okay. I mean, it's Celtic. Obviously, it's Celtic, right? So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, and I don't speak Celtic, so I'm just going to have to trust mm-hmm. the, my notes here that I gathered from from the interwebs are correct. Now, by the way, too, just in case anyone's wondering, this comes from the Library of Congress. Oh, so okay. I'm pretty sure... They probably did some research. Could, right. I'm pretty sure we could trust the source here. Um, however, I did double-check this against some other things, and they all pretty much repeat the same thing. So I'm, I'm relatively sure that what I'm speaking about is accurate. So anyway, the it, it has its roots in this Celtic festival called Sawin, and it was it was basically... Uh, as a celebration at the at the end of summer, like they were celebrating the harvest, the end of summer, and it there the Celtic version of this was 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 essentially bonfires and costumes, right? Because there was kind of a belief that the spirits would come out at the end of the harvest season, mm-hmm. 
So there was a lot of fire lighting and the costumes would scare the ghosts away that, okay. you know, that would come out at the end of the harvest season for some reason, right? Celtic festival. Don't know a hundred percent of the details, but that's where it has its roots. Now, as time goes on, uh, like many things in the middle ages, right around, well, maybe pre middle ages, in the eighth century, of course, the Catholic church gets involved with, they did with, with a lot of holidays. In fact, if and this is not a good or bad thing, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't care either way, but like with a lot of holidays that have some kind of religious overtone to them or some type of, you know, they may deal with life or death along, you know, something along those lines, the Catholic church squeezes, you know, squeezes their foot in the door. And they're like, you know, they, they sometimes try to turn certain things into their thing. So Pope Gregory, the third, mm-hmm. Uh, started, he designated November 1st. So right, we're right around, you know, we traditionally, you know, call Halloween, October 31st as all saints day. Okay. Right. And they also in culture and, and traditions at the time started to incorporate a lot of those older Celtic festival norms, like the, the fire and the costume wearing and, you know, and wearing costumes at the end of, you know, traditionally October, early November into all saints day. Wait, okay. Uh, I apologize if I if I didn't hear. Yeah, it. no, go ahead. Cut it. Cut in here, please. Do all All Saints Day is like what, like November first or second or something like that, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, so Halloween, which is you're probably gonna get in this. I, I'm sorry. Uh, that was when they started calling it Hallow's Eve. Correct. It was shortly after. So later, or All Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's Eve. Right. Yeah. So. All Saints Day, again, so a few hundred more years go by, and it starts to become All Hallows' Eve. That gets merged in with several other cultures. And I'm giving you like the short, short version because yeah. there's a lot of other details here. That merges into later people start just to start calling it Halloween, yeah, right? I think so, I, I have a theory on that. Okay, shoot. I think that perhaps with the right accent uh, being used while saying Hallows' Eve, I think it slowly, I think it morphed. I don't think they decided one day that they're like, you know what? Let's call all Hallows right, Eve. Let's right. just call it Halloween. I think it morphed into Halloween. Yeah. Uh, just from people saying Hallows Eve. And I think it's one of the things like you, know, you play telephone, you know, with your friends when you're kids, you say something enough, it might start to get screwed up. I think it just morphed. I think Halloween I, was never uh, something people decided on, just turned into it. Right. I, That's it my is, guess. It is. No, and I, I've often felt, or not felt, but I've often thought the same thing that, like, as as people said, alls, all hallows, alls. It's even hard to say right. all hallows Eve, right? Over time, that starts to get smushed together through different dialects and cultures, and becomes Halloween. Because as early as this is kind of interesting, I'm like, when did this start coming up? You know, within the United States, uh, you know, as like an advertised tradition, right? right? Like when when were we like putting in the paper? You know, like Halloween in your neighborhood will be on this day, right? And yeah. at least according to this article, there are pictures from uh, U.S. newspapers as far back as 1912, where we were talking about the tradition of Halloween, which incorporated kids and and family members dressing up in something and and perhaps getting together for a party or or whatnot. Yeah. Well, I think the 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 origin of of that was like to to deter or confuse you know spirits or something like that wasn't something there is some there is some of that in there halloween is the more you look into this and we'll link the article hopefully remember to do this it's very spiritual holiday 
Yeah, there's a lot of convergence of different versions of something very similar, which is spirits coming out. So the Celtics had theirs, the Catholics had theirs, and other Germanic traditions and stuff had theirs. And they all kind of get smushed together into this into this All Hallows Eve, which becomes Halloween. Yeah, I think they, uh, I think part of the, the I don't know if you want to call it a lore, but uh, they would say like the, uh, the plane between, you know, the living and the dead uh, is like thinnest at this yes, particular. Yes, it opens up. Yeah, like right. at this particular time, uh, you know, of the year. And I, again, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, real, if it's lore, if it's, you know, what it is, hard to say. Yeah, you know, I'm not exactly sure what it's, you know, what's true about it. You know, I guess. Right. <laughs> I don't right. know. I mean, a lot of this history, too, is what we understand by looking backwards, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, we're not experiencing this moving forward, right? We're in the present day today. But just like today's traditions will probably change over the next couple of hundred years, you know, it's not ex an exact science looking backwards and trying to figure out exactly what moments things changed or or, or when things started. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't think our traditions will... Uh, the current traditions that exist right now will will morph as easily as they did back then because they're it, it was all conversation, you know. It was all, you know, people. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, now it's everything. All you know, real information is available at people's fingertips, and I, I don't believe that you know things like that can change over the course of you know fifty, eighty, hundred years as easily as it did back then. Just, well, also, yeah. also considering too, a lot of these traditions took hundreds of years to evolve as well into what we know the mass today. So it certainly is a longer period of time. You need enough time to see something develop and change, like, well, you know, into something like Halloween. Yeah. What did you find out about the trick or treat? Like, I was was just looking at that. Okay. Actually. Yeah. See, because that that's obviously like the the big draw, especially for you know for children, is you know trick or treat and they walk up and they get candy. Yep. What was the there's, trick? Where'd that come from? Theories, <laughs> basically there's three, there's three standing theories, at least what, at least what I found in this library of Congress article. The first theory is that it's just the, it's just the natural progression of the original Celtic uh, tradition to leave out food to appease those spirits at the end of the harvest season. Right. Okay. So, what people would do at the time is they would leave out food or whatever, and other people would come around and, 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 and take it, right, that, as part of the tradition. So that's theory number one, that, it, that really its roots are in the original Celtic tradition, but it's not definitive. So the second theory, the activity of trick-or-treating is, is more related to a Scottish practice of what's called guising, which is, a, it says, a secular version of souling. Okay. Um, so during the Middle Ages, Children and adults would collect food and money from local homes in return for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day. So here we start to see that All Souls Day, that that uh, All Souls, All Saints Day, All Souls Day thing kind of come into play mm -hmm. that early November, and that that kind and the theory there is that that practice morphed, you know, kind of backward into you know October thirty first Halloween. Okay. There's a third theory. Okay, maybe this one will explain more. I mean, right, it's a lot yeah. of this stuff. Is, we've just been doing it for so long that where it comes from, again, is this, this slow amalgamation of, of ideas and concepts. But the third theory argues that modern American trick-or-treating actually comes from a Germanic-American Christmas Christmas tradition called okay. bell, bell snickling. 
Bell snickling. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Bell snickling. Yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start using that in, uh, in my, uh, everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so I went, so I went bell snickling last night. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Children would dress in costume. So in bell snickling, this was a Christmas tradition, but children would dress in costume mm-hmm. and they would, and they would call on their neighbors to see if they could guess who they are. Right. So, you know, maybe, I don't know how long ago this was a few hundred years ago. Like, Sounds who am fun. I? Right, like, oh, you're this person, so have a piece of candy, right? Okay. So that's there's just these three broader concepts that that seems to have either morphed together or one of them was kind of more influential than the others. I don't know what the answer is, but they're the three broader concept for where what we call today trick or treating, which is throwing on costumes, knocking on people's door and saying, "Give me some candy." Yeah, but my my question was, you might not have the answer, you know, specifically, but when you say trick or treat, yeah, no one gets the trick. It's always the treat. What was the trick when you know when this originated? When people would walk up to someone's door and say trick or treat, yeah, what would the trick have been? Well, I think the trick part, and again, in the broader text of the whole idea of what the night was supposed to be, but there is something you you've heard of the concept of like Devil's Night, yeah. Uh, this has different origins of source, but it was the idea that pranks were supposed to be part of the good-natured mischief of a lot of this. And again, this comes from some of the different cultures that all brought this together, or the the, the three or three or four major things that we've talked about today is that this, for some reason, and it doesn't it doesn't say specifically here here why, but the concept of this organized mischief was either brought up from the older traditions or it kind of morphed into it when the Scottish and uh, Irish immigrants came to America because it seems to be part more part of their culture. So this saying eventually appears over time. You get into about, I think it was about the 1950s, I think it is. Okay. I'd have to double check that, but you kind of get into about the 1950s where people started saying something like, hey, trick or treat. You know, instead of some long, convoluted, hey, it's mischief night, we're dressed up in costumes, now give me some candy. Yeah, so, okay, all right. So do you think that, uh, like, when we were kids, and I I doubt this happens as much as it did, you know, when we were younger. uh, Yeah. But remember, like, you know, egging someone's house or, you know, toilet papering someone's trees and and stuff like that. Uh, So is that the the trade-off? Like, you walk up to someone's house as a kid, and you say trick or treat. If they do not give you a treat, then you, as the the uh, Halloween goer, are now obligated to trick them. I think right. Like, I like think it's, that's it's like a concept. you pick. You pick. Right. Okay. You All give right. me a treat, or I'm going to toilet paper your house. Okay. <laughs> or if you're one of those houses that just don't participate, well, they they're left with no other option except to trick you. Right. It's the only thing you can do. <laughs> okay. Right. The only thing you can do is is um you know I don't know. Something, something to them that's not going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, go like all Home Alone style on them and like rig their house up and like pour water on their front steps so it freezes. Yeah, right, right. They come out in the morning, they <laughs> fall on their, they fall on their face yeah. and they're like, oh, I guess we're not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it, I should have given out candy this year. Right. But instead oh, they, instead they chopped down my cherry tree. That would be mean. <laughs> so I have to mention this. Mm-hmm. This is actually... I think this is hilarious, personally. I, I don't know if anyone else would find it funny, but when we were younger, mm-hmm. and I won't name names, you know, I don't want to get people in trouble 30 right. years later, but when we were younger, one of the pranks that uh, some people that I know used to do yeah. 
was on, everyone knows what Smashing Pumpkins are, and I'm not talking about the band, right? I'm talking about the actual really- The act of Smashing Pumpkins. Right, the not, very not cool, uh, actually kind of mean thing to do on Halloween. Yeah, oh yeah, we got is, we got our pumpkin smashed a couple of years. It was devastating yeah. as a child. You put put that effort in, yeah. you, you're proud of your pumpkin sitting out there, and somebody, you hear it just thump off the off the road, and you look out yep. and see kids running. Like, I, sons I can, of bitches. I can say, I personally never- participated in it i know i've known people that have but mm-hmm. i never went around on the night before halloween or two nights because what would happen is the earlier people would put their stuff out the r- bigger risk of it was getting smashed that week oh yeah yeah so for sure. regardless everyone knows what smashing pumpkins is right and mm-hmm. again not the band the actual really mean activity of of smashing other people's pumpkins on the ground and sure, just yeah. leaving them to be so however there was a halloween prank that i am privy to that i actually thought was rather hilarious okay. so sometime you know midnight one, two in the morning when no one knows what the hell you're doing out there. Probably mid-90s, right? Yep, midnight. This is mm-hmm. about the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Find some people that have some pumpkins on their porch, right? Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going there. Now, just borrow those pumpkins for a little bit. Just take them with you. Take them with you somewhere else. Carve them and put them back. Are you serious? Or is it, what, yeah. what would they carve into them? <laughs> just whatever. Smiley faces, okay. frowny faces, scary faces. But imagine you're the person in this house. You have like this whole collection of uncarved pumpkins on your porch and they're there. Like you put them out the night and you come back the next day or you, you wake up in the morning, you go out on your porch to grab the paper and the pumpkins are carved. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing in the world and it's honestly kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty creative. It's 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 not uh, you know it's not mean. You're not ruining it. Uh, it's just kind of a funny uh, trick, I guess. You want to call it a trick? Yeah, there. That's there's the trick mm-hmm. in 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 Halloween, and I think that's more in the tradition of of perhaps what the whole night of mischief for Devil's Night was really all about. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. So, anything else on the history of Halloween? Well, I, if anyone wants to read it, all you have to do is go to the Library of Congress, search History of Halloween or the Origins of Halloween Traditions, and it will pull up uh, a couple, actually a couple of different articles. Or just go to Google. I don't care, but it's definitely out there. Go check it out. Yeah. What's your go-to candy? If you got a bowl like in front of you and there's a, a variety of, of uh, mm. Halloween candies in there, Joe, uh, someone says, pick one. Which Halloween candy are you going to snag? I tell you what, I really, really like Kit Kats. Kit Kats are Kit pretty Kats, awesome. Kit Kats and Twix really are my go-to. Like, I don't care for big Twix or little Twix, whatever. You like, I like that Kit little Kat crunch Kat in there, huh? Oh yeah, the cookie with the with the caramel yeah. and the chocolate around it, fantastic. Those and are I pretty like great. You like what? I like, they have other Twixes too. They have like a cookies and cream based one. They have a peanut oh, butter yeah, based I've seen one. Those, yeah. Those are also fantastic. So if someone could just drop a truckload of tricks off in my driveway, mm-hmm. I would be. I'd eat them all that night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, those are pretty good. I think, I think for me, I've always been a big fan of I don't even know what you call it, but the whatever the stuff is in like a three mus- uh, three musketeers or like a Milky Way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the yeah the filling. The what, nougat. What is, that? I don't know, is it nougat? No, new. I think no. I think nougat's a little like, thicker. Yeah, nougat is something very specific. You're right. It's the it's the it's fluffier in a Milky Way. It's a fluffier filling. It's a fluffy chocolate. Yeah, marshmallow based or something. I don't know. It's it's different. I don't know what it is, but it's it's fantastic. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah, I think I'll lean towards the Milky Way, uh, just because okay. I enjoy the uh, the the caramel caramel, however you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one for me. I love Milky Ways. Milky Ways are good. I definitely could eat a Milky Way. Yeah. So or or a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. 
Hey, you know what? I, just you reminded me of something. Mm -hmm. I think we one of the things we forgot to do, and I may still post it on the Facebook page, is to ask our audience the pumpkin spice question. Does pumpkin spice ruin everything or not? We forgot to ask that a couple weeks ago, and I still want the answer to that. So if you're listening to this episode, uh, maybe if we if we remember to do so, remember to go tell us if it sucks or not. I think it's going to be a resounding no from girls and a possible like. You you think the lines? 20, yeah. Oh, there's. Yeah. You think they're, the they're lines divided. would be divided there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, guys. So don't, guys don't, don't care. They're like whatever. Pumpkin spice. This that. You know. By don't care, I mean they're not. They're not that interested in it. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, but girls, man, they they go they go nuts for for pumpkin spice. What's what's your what's your wife's personal opinion on pumpkin spice? Oh, she loves it. <laughs> loves it. She oh, loves yeah. pumpkin spice. Everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. When uh, we we came up to Erie for a, uh, my hockey game, which. Uh, I won't get into, but she couldn't she couldn't watch because the elevator wasn't working. Right, uh, right, right. She's currently on one of the little knee scooters because she broke her ankle. Anyway, while we were up there, she had had me stop at uh, uh, what do you call it, Starbucks, and yeah. uh, get her a nice uh, pumpkin latte. Yeah, ruined that latte. Ordering from Starbucks <laughs> is so confusing. I know, I know it is. It still is. It is. It's, there's so many options. It's like you know, she's like, I need a, you know. I don't, this probably wasn't her order, but you know, it was like pumpkin latte with, uh, with oat milk and, you know, like low fat, something this, that, uh, and like, there's like, I'm like, can you, can I just say pumpkin latte? Yeah. Can I just not have that? Is that not a thing? <laughs> what? Like, so I had to have her text me the, <laughs> text me the order. I'm so I just read it to them. I'm like, okay, I need a, I need a venti, uh, <laughs> latte with oat milk. And like, I'm just reading it like. Right off the off the phone, trying not to screw it up. And 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 usually, if you get through it, yeah, you've actually ordered something. But I have I've been to Starbucks on occasion, and when I get something that I'm unfamiliar with, they'll ask me a question. They'll say, "Do you want this with it?" And I'm always like, "I have no idea. I I've, didn't know that was in there." Yeah, no clue. Yeah, if you're in the car with your wife and she wants something, and you say you don't. Uh, do you make her lean over you and and yell at the machine like to order? No, I just I I usually order whatever the hell it is, but I always make sure that I say it like correctly. I'm like I'm like what what do I say again? What? I just I screw it up. I can't get it right. So I usually just have her lean over and just kind of scream the order. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what that um, that is probably much more efficient than the system I'm using. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should try. It's great. Uh, so all right, well, let's uh, let's keep moving through here. We got about uh, about 25 minutes left. I want to get through the uh, most haunted, haunted, the, uh, that's, that's next. The, uh, what is it called here? The most. Uh, Are we doing scariest or best thrillers? Yeah, or the horror 10, movies? where the hell's my list? Yeah, top 10 horror movies got them all scatterbrained. According to Rotten Tomatoes. And this is their, this is their independent kind of, is this written by somebody who just said, I think these are the top 10? Or is this like top 10 as aggregated by score or something? Yes, it was by score. Okay. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, I'll start at the bottom, uh, number number ten. Are you guys all ready for this? I, we were not going to make this like a whole drawn out thing, but uh, number ten is the 2017 film It. Did you ever see this, Joe? I never saw the It remake. I never saw it. I don't intend to see it, but I do know it got decent reviews. How do you just not like scary movies? Uh, yeah, this is going to be tough for me. You're not a scary movie watcher. So I guess it depends on when we say scary movie, what we mean. Well, like right? it. <laughs> so, and I, so, okay. So just complete full honesty. Would I ever sit down on my couch and watch it? 
No. No? Oh my god. I think I've seen I think I've seen it like probably at least three or four times already. I've never seen the original. I never saw the remake. Really? The original was weird, man. It was long and it was uh it was bizarre, I'll say that. I mean, that's Stephen King, right? It's Stephen King's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the first the, the new ones they they uh, split them up. Because if you ever watched it before, they're you know the first part is about them being children. The second part is where they're adults, uh, and you know Pennywise comes back. You know whatever it's like twenty three years later, mm-hmm. uh, and you know torments the town again of of Derry. You should really watch it. It's such a such a well shot movie. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna move on though because I could keep, I could ramble okay. about every one of these. But right, right, because you you've seen. Have, let me ask you a question before you keep going. Have you seen all of these? Uh, I think I've seen all but like two. Okay, all right, good, good, good. All right, next one is uh, the 2010 movie Insidious. I've seen this only once when it came out, so I have saw it like 13 years ago. I don't even, that doesn't even ring a bell with me. Is there a, is there a plot device or something that I should know about there? Mm, it's just, it, it has to do with like uh, demon, you know, demonic presence. And it, honestly, I can't remember the exact plot line, but I remember it was, it was pretty freaky. Uh, it's definitely, you know, when you ask people like, you know, one of their favorite movies, it's usually quite up there. Okay. Uh, this next one I have not seen. It's the 2012 movie uh, with Ethan Hawke. It's called uh, Sinister. I remember the trailer for it. It does look really good. So I don't know if you if you've seen it, you know, listening, uh, maybe maybe post something and let us know what you thought of that one. Uh, this Again, one. I, uh, I I I almost feel almost I almost feel bad that I can't partake in oh. this in, in the analysis of these movies. Yeah, well, sorry, man. <laughs> I know, I know. What a bummer. Uh, number seven, Halloween from 1978. Did you okay. watch any of the Halloweens? I have seen the night. I have seen multiple Halloween movies, especially when we were teenagers. I might have even seen the 1978 one. They're fine. They're they're slasher. You know, they're you know what do you, what do you want to call it? Is it is the technical name a slasher film? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right. Where there's there's the central core plot device, which is the mur- the murderous entity. Yeah, right? kind of like like a Jason Voorhees. Exactly. Uh, you know, Freddy Krueger. Uh, yeah, this was, you know, the Michael Myers, uh, you know, right. Halloween. I was is that actually, what Halloween is? It's Halloween's Michael Myers, right? Yeah. It's not Jason. Okay. Yeah. My favorite uh, Halloween movie, by Halloween, I mean the actual title, uh, was the one that Rob Zombie made in like 2010, I think it was. It was like the origin story of Michael okay. Myers. Okay. Uh, you know, followed him in as, a, as a young kid. And then, you know, the, all the events that took place that kind of turned him into what we all know as, you know, the psychopath Michael Myers. Well, I forget. It's Michael Myers. Is, is the lore there? Is he, is he human or is he reborn from something? Oh, no, he's totally human. He's just oh, crazy. Oh, he is human. Okay. Okay, he's just crazy. I just didn't know. I forgot because Jason is not, right, in the, in the Jason series. Right. He's like the, he's, the undead in a way. Uh, yeah, he keeps getting reborn because he had some tragic accident when he was killed or something i think yeah like a uh, canoeing uh accident, accident like crystal lake um yeah now, the first one didn't even involve him did you know that wait really no the very first uh, friday the 13th was his uh based his mother spoiler uh his mother was the killer uh, oh okay in the movie she she blamed the camp uh counselors or the camp workers uh as like the like it was their fault for oh, got her, it got her it son so she drowning. was she was she was the murderer yes uh but at the at the end of the film which 
wasn't even initially planned. I remember seeing the history on this. Michael Myers jumps out of the water and like grabs a hold of the like a boat. Wait, you mean Jason? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jason Voorhees jumps okay. out of the water. Uh, like the 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 child uh, jumps out of the water, and that is what continued continues the, the series the whole way through. Yeah, so got it. Okay. Yeah, she the, the mother. Uh, yeah, she was only in the very first one. Got killed. Uh, but anyway, all right. So let's keep moving down this list. Uh, all right, number six, uh, two thousand two, The Ring. Do you remember The Ring? I actually have seen The Ring, and I will say that I, out of scary movies, you mm. know, I'm not a big fan, but I have seen it, and it was it was good. Yeah, dude. It when she good. comes out of the TV, that's pretty freaky. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 very frightening. It's a it's a what I'll call a quote unquote good movie. I, I don't know how much I really enjoy it but it's a good movie in you know what i'll consider something that i enjoyed yeah the uh yeah like when she, she was like in a well or something that was the ring that like the yes that was the actual ring of the you know that they would show uh but no which that, i believe is based on a japanese version of the same movie oh was it really okay yeah the ring is a is an americanization of a japanese entity you know or, i could i could see that where that would be a, a japanese movie yep yeah okay Makes sense. Uh, all right, number five, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 version. Well, that's just a classic, right? It, it's it's a classic. Um, I I mean the, the this version was was really good. It was it was definitely scary, uh, for sure. It was pretty freaky. But the one that came out in like you know 2005 or whatever it was, uh, the remake was, mm. in my opinion, it was it was so much better. It was so good, dude. The remake. So you you you're you're a remake person in this in in this regard, not an original. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Number uh, number four is uh, 1980s The Shining. Okay. I mean, okay. I've seen The Shining. Okay. Yeah. What do you so, think about The Shining? All right. I'm going to say something that I no one's going to agree with. I already get that. To be honest with you, The Shining bores the hell out of me. It it's a it's a slow burn. <laughs> I am every time I've seen it and I, I respect it. Let me just say that I respect it. And I know it's a well-respected film. It just bores the hell out of me. Yeah. I like it though. Like I like that slow, that slow pace to it, the build, you know, yeah, that, and I uh, think people do overall. Yeah. Like it's so good just to watch his slow progression his like spiral into, you know, Oh yeah. Uh, turning, you know, psychotic being stuck at the overlook hotel. <laughs> He does an amazing job in that movie. It's, it's Jack, uh, Nich yeah, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. His acting is amazing in that movie, and as is Shelley Duvall's. Mm. It just—it's just my only complaint is it just takes forever to get into the movie. But your, but to your point, part of the draw of that movie is his slow descent into madness. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. I get it. I fantastic, get it. but I think I think in today's standards, as far as you know, the way they pace movies. It's definitely a little jarring if you haven't seen it and you go back and watch it. You're like, God, this is taking forever to get into anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you're more into the the modern, you know, horror movies. Modern pacing. Yeah, it might it might be a little bit weird to watch. And I'm not even saying that's a good thing, right? Because I I actually have I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit here. And I'm gonna say I think one of the things that modern movies suffer from is many of them try to move too quickly. Yeah. And try to cover too much ground. Mm -hmm. I you know what? Uh, I'm going to say like I always say, you know when the best movies came out? Right in the middle. Right in the 1990s. Oh, they were pretty great. <laughs> uh, next one on the list, Joe, number uh, number three, 
this is from 2013, The Conjuring. I have not seen The Conjuring. Oh my god, dude! This is this one is like right up there with one of my favorite horror okay. movies. Uh, it's so good, and and the pacing of this is like just right. Uh, okay, you know, they don't jump right into it, and you know they don't drag you on for too awful long. Uh, you know, it, it's such a good like I love a good like kind of ghost, you know, paranormal kind of movie. Is that as I was gonna say? What is it really? What's the the general loose plot? Is it's a it's a paranormal type thriller? Yeah, it's not there's a, a or something. Yeah, there's a family that uh, uh, that that moves into a house, and they start having you know paranormal events happening okay uh, i hate then, it when that happens right and they end up calling in a, par- a paranormal investigating team God, i can't remember i can't remember the name of the uh, something uh, the, I think it was the warrens i think it was ed ed warren or something like that. anyway but uh, it goes but it kind of goes from there yeah and then that's they come in they start investigating and then you know they they have to get the church involved because they decide that they need to have an exorcism and it, it got pretty wild dude like it was it was a crazy film uh, loosely based on a true story. Pro- loosely probably doing a lot of work there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very loosely. Uh, number two is uh, Hereditary. This is from uh, 2018. This have movie this I one? have not seen. Okay. And it's number two. You haven't seen number two. I have not. No, I've seen this like mm. on Hulu and, and uh, you know other platforms uh, numerous times, just and I just skip past it. And I have to be in the right mood to watch like a good horror movie. Oh, for sure, for sure, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood for a good flick. You know, I don't usually pick a horror movie, so I got I got to be right there. You know, in the mindset. Uh, this one looks. I watched the trailer uh, earlier today as I was going over this list. Uh, it looks really good, and I think I am going to watch it. So, okay. All right. Well, then I I expect to hear what you thought, if especially especially because it's number two. Yeah. So number one, Joe. Do you have a guess? Uh, I obviously have not named this movie, so. Has there been one kind of looming in the back of your mind that you've been okay, thinking there, might be number one? Um, let let me ask you something. Let me let me let me get a hint from you here. Mm-hmm. Is it one of the slasher films or whatever? Is it no. is it one of those or is it is it sci-fi? Uh, no, I mean not sci-fi, not slasher. I'll give you a hint. Okay, came out about fifty years ago. Fifty years ago. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Night of the Living Dead. Uh, no. <laughs> Not a bad guess, though. Uh, this is the 1973 The Exorcist. Oh, the of course. Of course the answer is The yeah. Exorcist. <laughs> it's the number one movie on every haunted list yeah. or every every horror movie list. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's one of the things. Like, do you think it gets a, uh, like, just a, a, a nod? Like, oh, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's The Exorcist. It's always The Exorcist. Is the it's like movie. The Godfather, right? It's like exactly. The Exorcist. And The Godfather and a couple other movies are just number one on every time they do one of these rankings. And it's just like because they have the respect of the community, the larger movie community. So they just go right to number one. Yeah. Do you think that it is, uh, you know, if you, okay, let's say that you, you played every single one of these movies on this list, okay? Right, right. Uh, for uh, somebody who has never seen any of these movies, has no no knowledge of the history of any of these movies, would that movie land as number mm. one? You know I mean? think that's a, that is a great way to put that. You just took somebody who's never seen and you just played them all. Would they also consistently say number one? Or you had a bunch of people that you could just start with a blank slate. Exactly. Right? Honestly, I don't know. My answer to that is, is it's going to be mixed. I find it almost impossible. Let's suppose you took it and did it to 50 people, right? Or even 10 people. 
I find it, I find it implausible that say most of those people, all, all, all nine or 10 or, or, or 40 of them or whatever would be like this movie's number one. I just find, I just find it hard to believe, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. Cause it, cause it comes down to like, you know, what, what scares the watcher, you know, what really kind of like, you know, got you. And if it's, if it's something based more in, you know, uh, plausible, you know, reality, uh, you know, like Texas chainsaw could be like, you're like, that was so freaky. Cause that could totally happen. Uh, you know, somebody might appreciate the exorcist, but they might be like, well, I mean, was, can that even really happen? You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I just today, today, I just don't think, right. I think we're in agreement there. I just don't think you could consistently see it. Number one. I think the reason why movie reviewers and scores rank it constantly number one, because of the respect that it rightfully so gets for doing what it did. And it's a good, and it's arguably a well shot, good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, very well shot. Like they, they did a great, I mean, dude, 50 years ago. Yeah. That, that movie was like next level as far as what they were doing. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to watch some movies from like 20 years ago without cringing and being like, that looks awful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This one definitely right? uh, stands the test of time. Uh, especially There's, like Linda Blair's makeup and everything, all the special effects they did with her, dude. She was, it was freaky. When what she was year like, did it come out again? 73. 73. You know what's wild about that is that you have to take the impact of what you just said. You said 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And my brain immediately went to like the 1950s or the 1960s, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was only only seven years before we were born. <laughs> right. This is the 1970s and Star Wars is like right behind that, yeah, right? Like yeah. that's, we're approaching the Star Wars era at that point. Yeah. When was Star Wars? Like 70... 78, 79? Yeah, right, right now. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how that's crazy. Uh, that, I know, right? <laughs> because you say 50 years and my mindset is still 1950s. Kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 1977, right? Yeah, well, I mean, 50 years, 1973. Yeah. I mean, that's just absolutely wild to me. My brain uh is just not prepared for talking about those kinds of numbers. So stop scaring me with how old I'm turning into. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah, exactly. old I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you have to, uh, you know, fill out one of those, you know, anything online, where, like, you know, put your, put your age in, you have to scroll like the little, you know, swipe you yeah. with the wheel. Uh, yep. It takes a little longer now to get down to 1980. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be so quick. I know. <laughs> and like, Ooh, this is getting so down the list there a little bit. Damn it. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, last uh, list I have here, Joe is the uh, top haunted places. So if you're, like I said, if you're interested in, uh, you know, going to uh, see some of these places, you can either just go visit them. Uh, some of them you can actually do like, you know. Uh, you can do like tours and stuff, right? Tours. Uh, you, can, you can even like investigate them. Uh, so there's a couple on here. I didn't even know we're, we're even haunted. Oh, excuse me. All right. So let's, uh, let's check out a few of them here. We got about, about five, six minutes left. Okay. Uh, I have been to a couple of these actually. Uh, so let's see here. So uh, this one here, I'm going to kind of work my way up this list. All right. Uh, first one here is uh, <clears throat> it's called Hotel uh, Bethlehem in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. They're all in PA. Okay. Uh, so it's a hangout of, uh, <laughs> it's the hangout of many friendly ghosts, including the 1980s stage star who sings and dances for guests in the lobby. What? Wait, current, like as a ghost? What? It like, says this sings. Is, is, this, is this like a scheduled event? I don't know. <laughs> What? I did not read this in advance. Um, yeah, so appears this show. Okay, so the the land oh, in a former landlady who appears without shoes or stockings. So again, all you know. So this hearsay. building is 
this building is pretty old. It looks like it was built in the 1920s. Oh, um, no, it yeah, says the, the 1741 Hotel Bethlehem. Wait, in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's two sections. Oh, maybe. Oh, it might be like the old section and the new section. Yeah, I wonder if there's two sections of this thing because I'm trying to I'm trying to get caught up with what you're saying on your side of the um the, of the podcast there, and I'm seeing 1922. Okay. But I'm also seeing pictures of, uh, it is go it is very. <laughs> this is funny, in this like history thing, it's mm -hmm. like one of the tags on it is ghosts, right? <laughs> so they're, they've tagged it with the, the ghost tag so people know that- It's haunted. That it's haunted, apparently, yeah. yeah. Okay, so interesting. All right, so yeah, I think that's the case. I think uh, parts of it were built at different at different times. Yeah, I don't know if you can just go visit that place or not. Uh, this the, next the one- what? The hotel side, you can't. The hotel side, you can't. Oh, it's cool. still open. It's still nice. a hotel. Oh, so you can just go like book a room and try and see if you can find some ghosts. Yep, exactly. All right. Uh, the next one on this list you can go visit, uh, which is the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. I've heard of this one. Have you been there? Yep. Yeah, we went there. It, what did it, you think? Dude, I tell you, well, we didn't like, we didn't, you know, ghost hunt it. We just went there and took a tour. Uh, it was pretty, pretty cool, dude. It's, it's a whole big thing. You, you know, pay whatever it is, like a few bucks to get in. And, you know, they, they uh, just let you just roam around. You can, uh, matter of fact, I think they had like, a, like audible, uh, like you put like a headphone on. Oh, that's that's cool. That's and, cool. I like that. And as you go up to like each part, you can just you can put in like a seven, like wherever you're at, uh, and it will play you the whatever it is about this particular area, uh, and give you some like you know audible content to listen to. So oh wow, it was pretty okay. cool. Uh, but it was dude, it, it was wild though to see like this old prison. Uh, it, it had the the corridors like. The, the paints peeling off the walls and stuff. And I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy, dude. It was, it was neat. I think it'd be awesome to do like a, you know, investigate. And they, they do open it up for, for Halloween stuff. Okay. There's a Halloween festival. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a long drive from here, you know, but it would, you know, if you're interested, it'd be pretty, pretty awesome to go check out. There's another one too. Um, I think it's in Virginia. Uh, oh, I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, but it's also another big prison down that way. It's supposed to be like super creepy and haunted, but that's not making the list because it's not in Pennsylvania. I love this. I love this weird juxtaposition of the fact that there is a family fall festival that occurs at the penitentiary. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Uh, the next one on the list, Joe, I have also been to. Okay. And this one I did do a... Uh, um, I did a, a, a paranormal investigation with some friends at. Uh, this one's in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Oh, I keep saying PA. This one's in Newcastle uh, called the Haunted Hillview Manor. Oh, okay. It's actually called the Haunted Well, Hillview it's Manor. that's what they call it, but it's, okay. it's been rebranded re as the Haunted right. Hillview Manor. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it was just the Hillview Manor. I believe it was even a hospital at one point, uh, you know, for, you know, for like old people and they, uh, when we toured it, though, it was pretty creepy, man. And I feel like we may have talked about this experience on the show before. I maybe, maybe a couple years ago at this point. Yeah, maybe. Uh, cause we are actually closing in on, on our three year anniversary, which is pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. So this place, you can book tours. You can join tours. You know, if you have a small group that wants to go, you can get yourself on the schedule for a night and do like a, you know, four hour tour and overnight tour. Uh, where they pretty much like they just they they show you around they'll take you around the building show you where everything's at yeah. 
Uh, and then they just kind of set you free. You can bring some stuff. You can bring, you know, recorders, cameras, uh, whatever you want to try out. Uh, what was the original intention of the building? What was it? Or what I think it? it was a hospital. I think like, cause there's like, it feels hospital ish. Like when you're in there. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if that was what it was the entire time. I feel like it, you know, changed roles, you know, changed hands over, over time. Yeah. But now the place that, you know, the people that own it, they just, it's strictly just for, for paranormal stuff. Like people just come in and check it out for, for hauntings. Uh, just in case you're wondering, it looks like it was the County's mentally ill, severely destitute and elderly residents that didn't have any known family. Well, that's just worse. Yeah. That's way worse. Okay. Well then there you go. I'm, I was probably told that when we got there, like a history lesson, you know, a five minute history on the place. But I yeah, forgot. Yeah, right, I right. forgot. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, who's gonna remember that anyway? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, the the we we all experienced like different things uh, when we were there, and I I remember I got like an interesting EVP, you know, on, on a voice recorder, and uh, the the one thing that we we saw that I think was the weirdest thing, okay, was we were in the boiler room and it was it was pretty dark, mm-hmm. and I remember I always describe it when I'm, when I tell the story. The only light that was in there was from an exit sign. So it was all kind of like red casted. Oh, okay. Uh, so a little creepy anyways. The room we were in was probably like maybe 12 feet across. And, I, you know, a few of us were on one wall. And, you know, a few of us were on the other wall with our backs up against the wall. And every time we'd enter a room, we would uh, we'd kind of like just let ourselves acclimate to it. And we'd all kind of be quiet, you know, let everything just kind of adjust. And then I remember I saw this, uh, I saw this shadow moving across the wall like behind the people that were across from me, wow. uh, our friends. Okay. And like, I, I watched it and I followed it and it went down these steps and I looked back to the people against the wall and my friend's girlfriend at the time, uh, she looks like right at me and she's like, I swear to God, I just felt something go behind me. Really? And I, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I saw it. I was like freaked out. So you had like that, that like credited what I was seeing that she felt it. It was really bizarre, dude. Yeah, it was you definitely... know what's wild about this place is that it didn't close until 2004. Oh, okay. So not even that, you know, 19 so years ago. What, and when, what year did you see it? Oh, geez. It was probably 2010. <laughs> like it was probably, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Okay. So you, I mean, you saw it. So not even that long after it closed. So this place, when you were in it, isn't like completely run down or anything, right? It's not like the penitentiary. It's actually a building. Like it's a, it's a, Still a well-standing building, right? Oh yeah, it's big too. Oh wow, okay, that's that's kind of cool. I would like if you guys ever go back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know it might not ever happen, but if if you ever have a group that goes back, I would like to see this place. It seems quite interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And like, so we did the overnight one too. We were there like all night. Yeah, it was pretty pretty Wait, cool. You slept there? No, oh, I didn't sleep. Some of it did sleep, but I didn't sleep. You <laughs> just stayed the whole night there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did we just did it all night, and then we left at like six in the morning. Did. did I'm so confused now. We don't have time to cover it today, but I'm going to have to touch base with you about this because I'm like, are there even beds if you want to sleep? No, nah, no, nah, you just find a chair, sleep against a wall. That sounds awful. <laughs> you're not there to take a nap, dude. Like, you, you you better take a couple Red Bulls with you and, like, you're in it, man. Yeah, I. it's also a reason I don't go to these places because <laughs> I want to go. Here's the thing, I want to go, but I have to go with someone like you who can – who can, I'm going to say, I'm going to be very mean to myself for a second. Who could put up with me? <laughs> All right. Oh, right? about your skepticism? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, it's a red sign. Oh, what are we going to do? But get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. You're ruining the fun. Yeah. Stop it, fun ruiner. 
Uh, yeah. All right. So I'll do a couple more on this list here. Uh, okay. We'll get ready to wrap up. So another one uh, I did not know was haunted is the uh, the Cathedral of Learning in Pittsburgh, also known as Kathy. So uh, I've been there. I've been to the Cathedral of Learning. It's a, it's an awesome building. Yeah, it's right there in Pitt. And, and they, they also say it's haunted. They say it's haunted. Um, yeah, they say it's known for mysterious activity, including shifting furniture, objects, cold spots, randomly flaring candles. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to check that place out, but I don't know. How right, you hold could... on a second. Can I can I say something there real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I love and I love and all of these hauntings that cold spots in a building built in the 1920s apparently <laughs> is a problem. Right. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> apparently are a problem. Yeah, they weren't known for their well-insulated, uh, you know, qualities. Yeah, I'm sure the insulation in this place is awful. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry sorry to rain on everyone's parade. Yeah, no, it'd be cool, though. I'd like to check that one out. It uh, is a very cool building. I have been there. Uh, they have, I want to make a small note there. They have classrooms there, and there still are a couple classes that take place there, but what they've done with most of the classrooms is they basically turned them into museum pieces because they have... They have classrooms designed from like every corner of the world, right? There's oh, like yeah. a classroom that's designed, you know, uh, like something that might come from, you know, Eastern Europe. There's a classroom that's designed from like something that comes from the early, you know, the early United States. There's a classroom designed from like the Egyptians. It's like, it's a really cool building to see. Definitely worth checking out. I didn't see that part of it. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. I know my daughter has classes in that building, so, or at least she did last year. Okay. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, another one here. We'll do two more here. Then we'll get ready to wrap up. Uh, this one is in uh, Center Center Hall. I'm not sure where that's at, uh, but it's okay. uh, uh, Penn's Caves. You been to Penn's Caves? I haven't been to Penn's Caves, but I've heard good things. Yeah, there, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we stopped. We stopped the Penn's Caves uh, on our way across the state one time. Uh, let's see. There's uh, there's a folklore, uh, including a Seneca woman maiden. Uh, who fell in love with a French trapper, were forbidden to marry. The couple ran away and were captured, and they were thrown into Penn's caves to uh, to perish. Yeah. Uh, that's like the, the backstory, I suppose. But yeah, apparently, apparently Penn's caves are haunted. Uh, let's see. I could, I mean, the, the, the caves are really, really cool looking. Like, I, I definitely would like to see this, and I, can, I could see how it'd be haunted. All right. I, I got it. All right. Last one on the list is in, uh, no surprise, uh, Gettysburg. Uh, it's called really? the yeah. Gettysburg. Yeah, dude, Gettysburg is is famously haunted. Uh, I mean, they, they do they do huge ghost tours just even on the like the the battlefields of Gettysburg. You know, they're they're always claiming that they're seeing you know apparitions of soldiers stuff like that. I mean, that's that's pretty fascinating, actually. I've always wanted to see Gettysburg, and I certainly wouldn't mind right seeing it like a spooky way, like that. <laughs> yes, even seeing it in a spooky way. Even though, yes, I'd be rolling my eyes the whole time. I still want to see it that way. Yeah, the uh, I think like every you know popular ghost hunting show has been to Gettysburg. You know, check okay. Out. So okay. it's yeah, and, and the ones I've seen have been pretty uh, pretty interesting. They they seem to find some cool stuff. It's not just all you know, like oh, I heard something. Uh, yeah. But the uh, this place is called the uh, the uh, apparently the, the the most haunted place is the Farnsworth House Inn. It's a uh, so it was used to shelter for uh, Confederate sharpshooters. Okay. Uh, in a makeshift hospital. After the after the uh, Battle of Gettysburg, uh, says uh, yeah, including ghosts. Uh, oh, okay, well, so they do very interesting. Oh, okay, so it includes you can do ghost hunts and guided uh, walks uh, through cemeteries, hospitals, and battle uh, battle sites. So yeah, that'd be kind of cool to see. I I would love to do that. That just I mean that's I love that kind of stuff. Like 
my wife will roll her eyes sometimes, but that'd probably be something sports. for, I think my wife would enjoy it, but yeah, definitely, you know, at least me and you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think your wife would probably enjoy that nearly as much as we would <laughs> take. You could take me to any old military fort and mm-hmm. I would just walk around. I'm like, I'm like an old man at this point. I'll just right. walk around that thing for hours, reading all the plaques, looking at all the cannons. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So, all right, man. Well, I think we should wrap up our uh, Halloween episode. Uh, I think we right. pretty much covered everything we're going to do. So, do we have like, do we have an exit Halloween song? No, we'll just do. Uh, oh, here we. Maybe we do. Here we go. Thank you for checking us out again, and we'll see you next Monday. <laughs> <Ooh-y>. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> see ya.